up everybody welcome back to the weekly update on straight woke my name is joseph i'm here all alone in the studio today john is on a much needed vacation today we're going to jump into first off i'm going to talk about the rittenhouse case and how absolutely ridiculous that is i know you guys are probably tired of hearing about it i know i am but i'm just going to touch on it really quickly if you have seen any of this trial on clips on TikTok or whatever, it's kind of blowing up right now about how ridiculous the prosecution is. Um, he's gotten chewed out by the judge multiple times for borderline breaking the constitutional law of pointing out that the accused Rittenhouse after he was arrested was silent which is our fifth amendment he has the right to do that and it's not correct for the prosecution to bring that up in court as any type of evidence and they're scrambling there is no doubt that rittenhouse is an innocent man and in my opinion rittenhouse is a hero rittenhouse defended people he tried to avoid conflict and yet was still attacked by criminals, really. Uh, one of them was a serial rapist of children. And another one has been charged with domestic violence against women. So he, one of them beats women and one of them molests children. I don't think these are guys that make quality decisions in everyday life. Not saying that just because they're bad people, Rittenhouse has a right to kill them. But at the same time, they have a bad track record. And from the video footage we've seen, there's no doubt that they attacked Rittenhouse and he waited till the last minute um, to fire shots. Now, there is a lot of problems in this case. If we look at our justice system, our justice system is dying. It's no longer completely biased. First off, the FBI withheld information in this case until we were days into this case in the courts, which whoever was involved in that, in my opinion, we should do an investigation on who withheld information from our FBI to try to get Rittenhouse prosecuted. They should be fired immediately. And we really need to push on our court system and push our leaders to uphold the Constitution. They're the cases that have been coming up in these political blowups, when it came to the officer who killed George Floyd, that case should have been thrown out because there were multiple reasons why it was no longer valid in court. They made it public. They made the jury public. The jury didn't feel safe to vote him innocent for their lives because it was so politicized and so put out in the open that if I was on that jury, I would be afraid to vote that officer innocent because there's a good chance that somebody could figure out who did, who voted for him to be innocent. And I would be afraid for my life and my family's life. 
This is what we're getting into in this country. Our court system is becoming way too public. It's becoming way too out in the open. I think uh, our court system needs to be a little bit less politicized and less on social media. I think we do have a right to see what happens in our courts, but at the same time, we're putting a lot of pressure politically on these juries that affect their decision-making on whether or not without a reasonable doubt, they can put somebody in prison possibly for life. It's a very troubling, troubling thing. When you look at now our juries are not just thinking about the case. They're not just thinking about whether or not for sure we have to know this guy did it in order to put him away for life, especially a young kid. Rittenhouse was 17 when this happened. He's 18 now. And he is looking at 20 plus years in prison. You're taking away this kid's entire life. And we have made this politicized and the media is out of control claiming when this 18 year old went on the stand a few days ago he had a panic attack because he's he suffered a serious trauma the night that he was attacked by three men one of them with a pistol the other one beating him with a skateboard and he had to kill the two of these men For a 17-year-old to go through that, we can imagine he could have some serious trauma. So when you put him on a public stage on national television and question him with people who want to put him to prison for life, I'm not surprised that he broke down into a panic attack. But the media, this media that is all-inclusive, supposedly, that loves everyone, that wants everybody to feel welcome and secure, wants to crucify this 18-year-old saying that he is crying crocodile tears and faking it, because he's a cold-blooded murderer. And I have seen no indication that Rittenhouse is a cold-blooded murderer and is happy about murdering these men. He acted in self-defense, in my opinion, without a doubt. But look into the case, see what's going on. Uh, it's, it's really just a frustrating case to watch. We saw the prosecution try to make a push that Rittenhouse is guilty because he plays Call of Duty. I I don't even know what else to say about that. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The second thing I want to touch on today on the weekly update is the situation in Afghanistan. We, as a country, it is somewhat good what happened in Afghanistan because I do think in a very small sense that it did bring a lot more of the country together. I think large majority of Democrats do not approve of the way Biden handled Afghanistan considering that Biden left behind 450 U.S. citizens. I was just watching a a woman uh, named Nazaria She's 25 years old, born in California. She's a California native, and she is desperately trying to get out. At one point, the U.S. government said, if you come to this location, you'll be picked up. They waited there for 13 hours with no food or water, and nobody showed up. She'd been turned away by our military. A U.S. citizen, 
being locked in a country that is ran by terrorists that want death to Americans and she's stuck there with no way out and being turned away by her own military. This is all thanks to the Biden administration. The Biden administration also left behind 70 MRAPs and 23 Humvees. Those are just the ground military vehicles that they left behind. They also left behind 73 aircrafts. Now, some sources say that he left behind $80 billion worth of equipment. And some sources, the supposed fact checkers, uh, whatever that's worth, believe that that is inflated by Republicans. And it may be. But at the same time, you think of what is, that's 93 vehicles and 73 aircraft left behind to the terrorists we were fighting and claim to want death to our country. That's a lot of money. Military vehicles are not cheap. And at the same time, when you're leaving, let's cut it in half. Let's say Biden left $40 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan to these people. And he wants to talk about taxes and, and, and getting the taxes out of uh, Americans because we're not paying enough taxes and the government needs more money. How about you don't leave $40 billion worth of equipment or up to $80 billion of military equipment to our enemies that are now going to use that equipment one day, in my opinion, to fight us. Or they're going to use it to wreak havoc in other countries like our allies in Israel, which will cause us to go back to war in the Middle East. The, the frustrating part is Biden pulled out of Afghanistan saying that it was not feasible to keep 2,500 troops, 2,500 troops, and pay their salaries in Afghanistan. But yet, it's fine to leave American citizens who were working over there to just be stuck in a country where if people find out that they're Americans, they will die, most likely. They will have their heads chopped off in the street. And that's fine with the Biden administration. Not too worried about it. If we compare this to Trump's administration, do you think Trump would be sitting there talking about vaccine mandates and getting money out of the rich when there are 450 Americans stuck in Afghanistan in enemy territory. There is no way that that would be his number one concern. But Biden doesn't seem to care. He doesn't care about the people. Because if you look back on Trump, there was a young college student that went to North Korea. He was on a tour, touring North Korea, and he pulled down one of the propaganda signs to take home. Well, he actually got caught, and they put him in prison. Trump fought for that one man to be freed and brought back to America. Trump would fight for one American person who was stuck in another country and feared for their life. But Biden doesn't seem to care. Biden cares... A lot more about the illegal immigrants who are coming across the border on our south side bringing in drugs and also criminals coming in wreaking havoc in our country he wants to dump illegal immigrants into Florida that's on the latest news they're flying hundreds of illegal immigrants and just dumping them in Florida I I do not understand 
how this is helpful whatsoever. The Biden administration has been so incompetent in so many different ways. And you can see you can see the fruit of their labor. I mean, if you look at we lost Afghanistan, a place where we were at for 20 years. We were in Afghanistan for about 20 years trying to stop the Taliban, a very radical movement from taking over that country and also attacking our country. This is this is the people that attacked us on 9-11. And we just want to forget about that. I mean, for a country who goes out every 9-11 on September 11th and says, we will never forget, we will never forget. Well, how about letting those people take back Afghanistan and kill American soldiers because of Biden's ignorance? Are we okay with this? I am definitely not okay with this. It's troubling. It's frustrating. But we just need to keep looking at what this administration is doing wrong and not forgetting about it. I heard this week on a podcast, I believe it was uh, Matt Walsh, where he was talking about they they believe that Americans have such a short memory. And to some extent, we do. They do all these stupid things and then they throw out some outrage uh, from the LGBTQ or immigrants coming in or taxes or whatever it is. And we forget all about the 400 people still in Afghanistan. I haven't heard about this in a little while. What about those 450 Americans? Trapped, can't get out, fearing for their life, starving to death. And that's not even including the absolute disaster that is coming to Afghanistan. A lot of sources are saying that this winter is going to be one of the largest shortages of food in Afghanistan they've ever seen. There's going to be thousands of people starving because the Taliban came in and screwed up all systems. Um, the Americans were a big part of holding that community together. And instead of setting them up to succeed, we completely abandoned them and everyone who helped us. Um, I was reading an article the other day by the New York Post saying they're up to 10,000 U.S. citizens slash Afghani citizens that helped us during the war, meaning our allies. These are the people we say, if you help us, we will protect you and your family. 10,000. If they get found out by the Taliban that they helped America, they're dead and their family's dead. And instead of setting them up to succeed, we instead pulled everything out, which wasn't that much. If you look at how much troops we had in Afghanistan, we have far more in Japan. We have the almost exact same amount in Germany. Why aren't we pulling out of Germany? Is that not feasible? I think Afghanistan is a much more reasonable place to be in, considering we went what is it, I believe two years without a death in Afghanistan, we had it under control. We had that country starting to get a good foot under them. And all-powerful, all-knowing Joe Biden decided we're just going to abandon them, abandon these people. Everyone who helped us, we don't really care. 
the American citizens that can't get out in the mad rush the first day. Uh, the woman I was talking about earlier, she was speaking about, she was talking to a reporter and talking about how when they were going to the airport, people were being trampled to death trying to get to the airplanes. Now, I don't know about you, but I would say if a country decides they're going to pull military out, they should have it a little bit more under control than that. That their own people, their own American citizens or Afghani citizens who are our allies and helped us are being trampled in the streets because it's such a chaotic, mad rush to get on an airplane to get out before basically all of them die because the terrorists are coming. Complete ignorance and lack of care by the Biden administration. But at the, you know, he has excuses for it. There was no clean way to get out. And may, that may be true to a certain extent, but there is no doubt he handled it very poorly. Very poorly. And I, I believe there's no reason to rip out such a small number of troops in a place that is on the edge of disaster where we are so involved that you're just going to completely leave. It's, it's mind boggling and it's frustrating, but, uh, thank you for joining in on this weekly update of the podcast. Uh, we will see you Monday. John will be back and we'll be on a new series on Monday. So we'll see you guys then later.